Hello, everybody. Just a very quick one about Instagram. If you're on it, Meta, the parent company, is reducing the number of political posts visible to users on their feed. This is a real thing, not a hoax. So go to your Instagram profile, tap the three horizontal lines in the top right corner to open the settings tab, scroll down to what you see, click on content preferences, open political content, and turn on don't limit political content. That's an option. Otherwise, you won't see almost anything we post because we are deemed political. Please do that now or you won't even see the posts about our shows, our fun things. So if you want to see Guilty Feminist content and know when we're coming to a place near you, releasing a new podcast, do it now. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello listeners and happy Refugee Week. This week is a week of awareness, action and solidarity for people fleeing conflict, persecution and natural disaster. It's also a week of data as local, national and international organisations share their latest findings on global displacement. And we have decided to take that chance to give you all an up-to-date picture of the asylum state today. Matilda, talk us through the findings. Right, so the big annual report comes from UNHCR, the UN High Commission for Refugees. It's their Global Trends Report, which looks at the whole of 2022 and tells us where people are fleeing from, where they're going to, and lots of other key overviews. So the main places refugees are coming from are? Syria, Ukraine, and then Afghanistan. Syria's civil war has been going on since 2011. Afghanistan has seen a mass exodus since the Taliban takeover in August 2021. And Ukraine has been under invasion from Russia since January 2022. And where are they going to? The three countries hosting the highest number of refugees are Turkey, Iran and Colombia. Would not have guessed that. Three very big countries, though. So I suppose the next question is, which countries are hosting the most refugees per capita? Good question, because topping that list are Aruba, Lebanon, and Curaçao. 
something I'm noticing with all these countries is that none of them are among the wealthiest countries and none of them are in Europe. Yeah, good spot. This year's report found a whopping 76% of refugees are hosted in low and middle income countries. The world's least developed countries host one of every five refugees. So let's turn the lens on Europe. Media Storm's first ever episode was on asylum seekers coming through Europe, so people arriving without papers in order to claim asylum. And Matilda, you gave me a little quiz about where they were mostly going to. You didn't do very well, did you? Okay, rude. (laughs) But uh, no, ultimately, I thought the UK was taking in a lot more than it turned out to be, because the sense you get from every UK paper is that we're inundated with arrivals. Right. But this was back in 2021. And since then, we've definitely seen an increase in people crossing the channel in small boats. We have a lot more talk in the press of record numbers, our own Home Secretary calling it an invasion. So I was genuinely curious to see with the new data whether that ranking has changed, whether the UK is now getting more than other European countries. And I guess we're about to find out. Yeah, can you set us off again with that? Uh, who wants to be a millionaire theme? Oh yeah, my favourite show. Helena. Put these same five European countries in order of which received the most asylum seekers in 2022. The UK, France, Germany, Spain and Greece. Okay, with my now slightly less limited knowledge, (laughs) I'm going to go for Germany, France, Greece, Spain, the UK. Oh, that would have been almost correct last time. You've definitely learned. So Germany's at the top, then France, then Spain, and then the UK, and then Greece. So that's one difference. The UK has overtaken Greece in terms of absolute numbers, but it's still receiving half the numbers that France is receiving, a third that of Germany. And, And probably the more telling assessment is the per capita ranking. So next question. Helena, put the same five countries in order of which per capita received the most asylum seekers in 2022. Okay, so I imagine the UK would be slightly higher, maybe Germany, France, the UK, Greece, Spain. And this is interesting that you think that, because I think that we think, you know, the UK is a much smaller country than a lot of these countries. And so, you know, per capita, we're probably ranking way better. Right. But that's not true. So on this ranking, Greece goes straight to the top. So even though they had the smallest number, per capita, they outstrip any of the others. And the UK is right at the bottom. And I mean, way down. So it's Greece, Germany, Spain, and then France. And UK has a proportion that is half of any of the others. Wow. And this just shows how important context is to telling the story. Just by giving proper context, news outlets in both the UK and Europe as a whole, judging by the Global Trends report, would stop firing up needless fears that their country is being completely overrun. Exactly. Europe's so-called refugee crisis must be contextualised with how it fits into the world's refugee crisis. So too must the UK's be contextualised with how it fits into Europe's. Because this is where we really start to understand why people are coming and what responses could actually affect positive change. And this is where we want to revisit the stories of those we spoke to in our first ever episode. People coming to claim asylum in the UK after making their way through increasingly hostile EU states. 
The UK as a destination for asylum can only be understood when we look at its place on the pipeline of European displacement, a Europe which, as you've said, is increasingly shutting its borders. There, the UK is the final destination. It's the last resort. This week, we're bringing back a redacted version of our first ever investigation. A topic at the heart of a raging, unrelenting media storm. We will be taking back control. Our asylum system is fundamentally broken. How have we become this country who stand by so this while the refugee crisis Because there are a few wretched souls on the other side the of the, the world doing? If the perception is that they're losing control on immigration, that could prove fatal. Welcome to MediaStorm, the news podcast that starts with the people who are normally asked last. I'm Matilda Mallinson. I'm Helena Wadia. This week's bonus investigation, Europe's refugee crisis. New data, same old story. Mesdames et messieurs, votre attention s'il vous plaît. Headlines about channel migrants often start on our horizon, but the real news story lies beyond. On the outskirts of France's coastal towns like Calais and Dunkirk lie ramshackle refugee camps. If you want to understand why people are coming, there's one place to start. The jungle. Oh, shit. Come on, girl. I'm just heading very off-road to meet a Kurdish man who's going to take us to his campsite. If I'm struggling to drive on this road, imagine what it's like sleeping on it. Salam. <laughs> it's muddy. <laughs> He introduces himself by his full name, Jama Ali Mahmoud, then tells me everything I see will soon be destroyed by police. People are cold, he says. They cannot have less than they have now. But he insists he's happy because he's out of Kurdistan, his home nation, which falls within Iraqi territory, and where he fears he'll be killed for political dissent. Now I can't see my picture on my back, Kurdistan. He's just showing me photos of his back with clear torture, injuries. This is in Kurdistan, you were jailed. Yeah. Would you claim asylum in France? Never. Why not? I think police, Kurdistan, with police France, not different. If 10 years I am in jungle, I I don't want asylum in France. If 10 years I am, I live in jungle. But... One tent in jungle, better villa in Kurdistan. A tent in a jungle is better than yes, a Yes, of tent. course. Of course, because in Kurdistan I'm near die. Yes. <laughs> I don't like to leave you sad. <laughs> no problem. Sometimes my mother, she say, she say, she say, I can go back to Kurdistan. <laughs> you, my son, <laughs> I need your love. If change government, I go back to Kurdistan. If not change, I can't. I'm dying. Jam is not alone in his fear of French police. Over in Calais, I meet a group of Sudanese refugees, both men and boys, making a fire for the night. Yesterday, there was a group of Sudanese refugees who went to this lorry service station near the jungle. They call it the Station of the Devil. A security guard let his dog loose and he chased them, bit someone and drew blood, while another man fell and broke his leg running away. I asked the UK to take all the Sudanese and refugees from the jungle. Being here is an unbearable struggle. We need rest. Please, 
with whatever way possible. Save us from this situation, from these unleashed dogs, these unsanitary conditions, the police brutality. Please, 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 save us from this injustice. Hey, lovely listeners. We've launched a Patreon, a little online community where you can subscribe to MediaStorm for a small monthly fee as an act of support for the work that we do. You'll also get access to some special bonus advantages, which we're going to be launching next week on the platform. A special shout out to our first Early Bird subscribers. If you want to help us build our MediaStorm community, head to patreon.com forward slash MediaStorm podcast. Link is in the show notes. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Of course, some people do apply in France, and then they get rejected. Either they're fake refugees, as some politicians and media claim, or safe countries simply aren't offering enough spaces for everybody. The consequence? Overspill. My name is Ali Reza, I'm 28 years old and I'm Iranian. I went to Germany and I applied for asylum in Germany. It's so amazing, I don't know why. In nine months, they send me a letter, you must go back to Iran. We understand that there isn't any reason for you to stay in Germany. While I know my life is in danger in Iran. After that, I applied for asylum in France. They said, no, you must go back to Germany. Everybody in uh, English citizen, I see in some Twitter pages, your economical migrants or something like this. But we, we don't have any other way. I'm not idiot to cross the channel while I know it's dangerous. I know it's dangerous. But when I don't have any other ways, how can I do? You know, being homeless, <laughs> being homeless while you had a place in your country, you had, you had a normal life. We had respect, we had everything. You're just thinking about go, 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 go. Greece, go. Germany, go. France, go. Here is not your place. Can I ask, when did you learn to speak English? My mother told me, you must learn a second language. For the moment, English is the most important language in the world. Do you speak any French? 
Yes, a bit. And do you speak any German? Yes, I do. And do you speak any Greek? Yes. That's very impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if you know about uh, Prophet Solomon. There is a story in Quran about Prophet Solomon. He could speak all of the languages and also even with the bears, with the animal. I, I would like to learn all of the languages. It's so fun. Oh, bonjour. Comment allez-vous? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Hello, we get Alice Good. Yasas, Tikanis. There you go, the whole medley. France isn't the only safe country in Europe that people are coming from. Ezra and Bahir, who are using pseudonyms to protect their children, are seeking refuge from Iraq. They're at square zero of the UK's asylum process. For them, it's a huge step back. They were in Austria for five years, and they had hope, Ezra tells me. Going to school, learning German, making friends. They stayed through xenophobic abuse, through years of limbo. They stayed even when something really tragic happened. The accident happened, this mistake happened, 26th of December 2017. Ezra had to go to hospital for a chronic illness. They didn't let Bahir in the ambulance with her, and at this time Ezra spoke no German. And then they performed an emergency operation, a warning that this interview is distressing. First four months she was not move anything from her body, just the head. After six months she's just started to move a toe. Ezra was left paralyzed. Two or three times she tried to kill herself. <laughs> I needed the bathroom. They told me to go myself, but I couldn't move, and they didn't believe that I couldn't move. They said I was lying. My hijab fell off, and I asked for it to be put back, but no one responded. No one did it. They just didn't care. They took off all my clothes to run tests. Then they left the room. And I asked for them to cover me or to put my clothes back on, and they didn't. They just left me like that until the morning. Two and a half years later, Austria rejected their asylum claim. We lost her health. We lost her rights. Some people, they say a political decision. Another people, they say they have just enough number from asylum people. But they not care about the human rights. This is the point. That's how they ended up in a dinghy on the channel. You move country to Austria, from Austria to Germany, from Germany to France, from France on the sea to UK. This is hard. We thought about healthy of my wife and future for my children. We don't have rights in our country. We need building our life. We're not waiting to take something. No, no, never. I need to build the future of my children. I need to make my wife healthy. If it's possible, I can work, and that's it. We not ask about something impossible, just a human right for people. To turn the page of Austria and open a new chapter and live here in safety, God willing. There's one more story I want to tell you, and I'm sorry for the overload, but understanding what is really meant by a broken asylum system 
is a lot more complicated than many media imply. This is the story of two Afghan sisters, separated by borders. Sonia, a British citizen, brought to the UK by her husband long ago. And Atiyeh, a 16-year-old girl. She is fleeing forced marriage to a 70-year-old man. She said to me, they sold me and I will kill myself on the wedding day. We're using their first names only to avoid attracting their family's attention. Sonia has tried everything to bring Atiyeh over, but the Afghan resettlement scheme hasn't responded to her appeal and the UK's child resettlement scheme ceased last year. I sit down with Sonia to call her sister, who's in hiding. Please answer my phone. When was the last time you heard from her? This morning. Honestly, if anything happened to her, I won't be alive anymore. The guilt that I haven't done enough for her. Finally, we get through. Yeah, she's saying the reason that I don't want to go out of my room, I'm scared that the people that I've been sold to them, they find me. She's saying, I don't know what else to do. I'm just, my only hope is to be with you. Etia mutes herself so we don't hear her crying. She's just turning 16, but deep down of her side, she's very depressed. And also in Islam, the girl should not die um, virgin. So what they do first, they take your virginity and then they kill you. Just help my child. I am not going to call her my sister. She has only me. I think there are three things to understand. Firstly, asylum to the UK can't be addressed by policies that focus solely on reducing the UK's pull factors. The reality is that most people are being pushed here by the lack of reception elsewhere, to the country at the tail end of Europe's refugee trail. The second thing is that in order to claim asylum here, you basically have to be here first. And the third is that on the grand scheme of things, not that many people are coming to the UK or even to Europe when we look at the realities worldwide. So why do we think they are? And is the media responsible for that myth? Perfect. Here to answer that question for us is Professor Joseph Teye, joining us now from the University of Ghana. So this is a belief that is held by many people in the global north, especially in Europe and North America, that everybody is moving to the global north, especially since 2015, when they saw an influx of refugees from not only Africa, but from other Asian countries. So the media has then put out that narrative, say there is a mass exodus to Europe. And people are even thinking that if we are allowed, everybody will move to Europe. But this is not true. It's coming from the fact that they are seeing only just a small side of the issue, only those arriving. They don't see the other side where other people are moving to. And I don't blame them because it is based on how the media has presented it to them. Then it is politicized. So policymakers may capitalize on this. Those that do not want immigrants to come may promise people that if you vote for me, I will stop all these things from happening. The truth of the matter, the policies 
being developed to deal with migration are not appropriate because they are not based on the right framing of the problem. And these are some of the things that need to be decolonized or uh, need to be reformulated. Thank you for joining us this Refugee Week. If you learned something new, why not send this episode to someone you think might be interested? Help us spread facts and due context in place of fear-mongering and scapegoating and be a part of this week of awareness. Media Storm returns next week on our usual feed with an investigation into gender identity laws in Scotland. See you then. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com